Hello and welcome back to the Triple C. My name is Chris. And my name is Aaron. And today we're talking about relationships. Welcome, welcome back. It's been a minute. (laughs) Feels like it's definitely been longer than it should have been. Oh yeah. Um, First off, I just want to... I want to apologize that we've been missing. It feels like we've been MIA just yeah. for a little bit long. You know, what's crazy is I've had people messaging just asking, hey, where's the pod? Yeah. And I'm like, it's people coming. People being like, hey, when's the next episode coming out? And we've just, we've been in a really crazy season for a minute now. And um, there's just been a whole lot going on. And, uh, but honestly, like I am so, so excited to be getting back into this and like you know really making sure that we're staying on schedule with you know the uh of when we're going to be posting our episodes because to me this isn't just like you know just something for funsies but like I really do believe like this is almost like a mini ministry that God has called us to yeah I agree I think one of the biggest things that we kind of I mean if we're just being honest life got really busy kind of out of nowhere Mm-hmm. And you know, hit us like a freight train. <laughs> we're we're juggling, you know, Ella, Judah, ministry, jobs, work, yeah, everything in between. And then, just when we thought we had an episode recorded, um, technical we, troubles got in the way. Right, we had something. It was like one thing after another, and we just felt like let's just be patient on the Lord's timing, and and we'll come back to this when when God's ready for us to come back to it. Yeah. But here we are, and today I'm so excited because we're talking about relationships. And when it comes to relationships, this is something that's like, uh, it's it's big because if we're honest, everybody seeks relationship. Yeah. And specifically today, we're talking about romantic relationships. Ooh. Ooh, but... (laughs) When I say that everybody is seeking relationships, mm-hmm. I really mean that. Like everybody seeks to have a relationship. And and when we're talking about this, obviously we're going to be directed towards romantic relationships, but everybody wants to be connected in some sort of way. And so I think that just about anybody could listen to this and really feel or learn something from today's episode. And kind of just to kick it off, um, I just want to ask you, Aaron, just a quick question. What's and up? you just 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 give me your honest answer. Um when you when you think about um relationships when it comes to the culture, what are some things that come to mind? Red flags. Red flags. <laughs> Red flags everywhere. Red as flags. far as the eye can see. Because I feel like um I don't know. I just feel like in the culture today, relationships just aren't as like I don't know. They're not, um, I don't know the, I'm trying to think of like the word for it, but it's not, I don't want to use the word sacred, but it's not as like, no, that's a good word. Like, yeah. Like it's not as like sacred or like respected. Like it's just kind of like, you know, throwing yourself off into the deep end and, you know, doing whatever with no repercussions. And Mm -hmm. I don't, it's a lot to put your heart in. Um, it's a lot, it's a lot of hurt that you can put your heart in. And a lot of hurt that you can put somebody else's heart in as well. And so that's why it's just like, I don't know, like it's just danger, danger. Danger. That's all I see. But 
but yeah, um, I just think it's, um, dating is just so, I mean, and you know, dating, excuse me, changes like as you get older, of course. Mm -hmm. But I think from what I see, you know, in today's culture with like people our age, it's, you know, the dating scene is, is really much just kind of, you know, going out, doing, you know, whatever. Testing the waters. Testing the waters. And it's just, yeah. And I don't know, it just, it's not something that's, um, I guess, like I said, yeah, like as, as sacred as it, as it should be. Yeah. You know, what's funny is when I think about relationships, especially culturally and like in today's society, it's like, well, first of all, me and you have been together forever. So, um, forever. whenever I I think about relationships, I think about me and you, but I, I think about also like the reality of the situation of like, it was easy for me and you to get connected because Mm -hmm. we went to school together. We went to youth group together. We, you know, we, we saw each other on multiple different occasions, whether it was in the cafeteria room, Mm -hmm. uh, we were both on respective dance teams. So, you know, you it's were, kinda hard to miss you were each on the other. drill team, I was on the breakdown <laughs> team, whatever. Like, it was hard to miss each other, right? And so mm-hmm. the connection there was really easy. But then we also had this foundation of the Lord underneath everything else. Yeah. Um, which really helped our relationship into the area that it is now. And I think what we, what a lot of, a lot of the times where we find ourselves in today's culture is people who are not in an area where they're constantly connected with other people go and try to search and find just anything to be connected with. Mm, and that's, that's and like, like you're saying red flags everywhere. And like the people are probably asking the question, well, how else do you get connected with people? Yeah. I can tell you right now, you don't go to a bar, you know, you, you're not gonna, if you, Sheesh. if you are wanting to have a relationship with a man who's going to lead your family, who's going to lead your household, who's going to treat you well, you're probably not going to find him really drunk at a bar or on tinder or on tinder can i get a human um and here i'm just gonna say i have nothing against dating apps but i will say certain dating apps like tinder have a culture already built into them of just hooking up yeah people get on there just to hook up with with one another and you find that a lot more common especially in today's culture yeah and i will say on rare on rare occasion there has been like you know, super successful relationships from dating apps like that. But like you said, it's, it's more so just, you know, what the cultural cultural norm is behind it, that it's not, you know, Tinder isn't necessarily, you know, known for marriage. (laughs) Definitely not. At least I would love to see the the statistics on that. Yeah. Like I would love for somebody just to, to, I mean, we could pull it up right now, honestly, but Go ahead and look for it. Oh, you want me to? Okay. And while, while you do that, I just, something else I kind of want to mention. Um, I remember a long time ago, me and Aaron, we were talking about relationships to each other just candidly. And um, we were we were just talking about how it's crazy how, you know, how we came together and uh, and and the many things that we had in common and, and the things that we didn't have in common where we can sharpen each other. And uh, I remember you saying how you prayed very specifically to God about what you wanted in a man. Mm-hmm. And um, I find that so important because I think a lot of people today in in the culture are just looking for what looks good. Yeah, And a lot of the times they substitute what looks good for what is good. Mm-hmm. And they will overlook bad character because they look good on the outside. 
Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? It's like something, uh, it reminds me of, you know, old relationships, you know, even of my own where it was like, let's like, dive into that. Oh, let's dive into gosh. that. If you're comfortable. In the nitty and gritty. Okay. If you're, if you're comfortable. No. Let, yeah. I mean, like, you know, so just to preface, we're going to dive a little bit into your past of a toxic relationship. Yeah. So, I mean, respectfully so as well. Mm-hmm. There was a, there was a, I'll call it more of like a situationship because it was, <laughs> that's more of what it was. Um, but yeah, it was like, you know, he would do all these things and say all these things that weren't very nice. And then I would be like, Oh, but you know, he goes to church or, Oh, you know, he, you know, carries a Bible in his car. Or, you know, it was like, I would try and like find the good, but the good, the good in the relationship by far did not outweigh the bad. And so it was like, I, you know, just kind of like had to like, almost like convince myself that this is what I wanted kind of thing. Can we just really quick? I just want to pause there. Cause you you said something really good. You said that there was a lot of bad that Mm -hmm. you were trying to, I mean, this is not what you said word for word, but there was a lot of bad that you were trying to mask with the good. Yeah. Like so much to the point that you were like, there's a Bible in his car. Yeah. We're okay, you know. We're okay. It doesn't it's matter about all this, uh, these other things that he's doing or saying, or, or the actions that he's making, the mistakes that he's doing, whatever, you know, whatever it may be. Is as long as he's got the cross necklace, we're chilling. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Rather than, than actually coming to terms with what should be, like, he needs to be walking in faith, right? He needs to be operating in the Word, yeah. Rather than just keeping a copy on the floorboard in the back of his truck you know yeah. what i mean <laughs> well and i think too it's it, like a lot of times in relationships like that because like it was more so um just like what really was the downfall was just you know like like you said earlier it was just the toxicity of the relationship we weren't consistent um there are a lot of things that I mean, we were on and off literally all the time. So it was just, it was not good. Um, but there's like a, a little saying that I hear all the time called like rose colored lenses or, or rose colored goggles is like, you want to see this person through a certain perspective yeah. because you want to be with them. Yeah. But then like you take a step back and you're on the outside of it and you're like, whoa, like I, I really like put myself in that for, for that long. For like that I, long. yeah, like I, I really, you know, like that's what I was I was pursuing and it kind of like you, you realize that once you're on the outside of it, but it's hard to get on the outside of it when you're in a toxic relationship like that. Something I, I wanted to say too, like just because that, first of all, that's so good. Really? That's really good. But the other thing that I, that I just wanted to mention is like, just kind of coming back to the idea of masking all of the bad things. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen so many people, especially in today's culture, um, justify why they're why they're in that relationship, right? Yeah. And like you said, it, it's only until after they get out that they see the bad. And unfortunately, that's how we are as human beings. A lot of the times, we have to learn from our own mistakes. We have to learn from our own mistakes, and sometimes we just allow ourselves to be in those mistakes a lot longer than we should be. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing, right? Like what I so, and somebody needs to hear this. Um, you may be dating a guy or a girl right now, and they may say they they believe in god but they're not following god mm. like there and there's a difference there there's a big difference like i have seen so many people um get 
to the point where they're like, hey, I think I like this guy. I think I like this girl. You know, they 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 believe in the Lord. You know, they're a good person. Um, I, I like I like the, we vibe together. The conversations are great. Um, but the person doesn't go to church. They don't read their Bible. They don't do anything outside of it. They don't. They don't. They. There's a lot of people in this world that say they believe God, but they don't follow Him. They don't have a relationship with Him, and it goes right back to Jesus saying, "Depart from me, because I never knew you." Well, and I think it's also too um, a little bit more than just you know going to church or or reading their Bible and stuff like that. I think it's also taking a look at relationship wise, like, you know, saying they believe versus if we're on the topic of saying they believe versus, um, you know, actually following Christ. I think, I think that part of that too is like, not so much of, you know, them going to church or those kind of things, but I think it's, are their actions lining up with their words? Mm. Because, you know, if somebody says they believe in, in Jesus, but they aren't loving you like Jesus, then that's a red flag right there. Come on. Like you want to be able to have a relationship with somebody who, you know, cherishes you with somebody that loves you. And, you know, that's ultimately when we look at, at marriage, you know, God in the, in, in the Bible, he calls husbands to, you know, love their wives as Christ loves the church. And so it's, you know, if, if a guy is, you know, saying that he's a Christian and like we said earlier, got a Bible in his car, but, you know, has a side piece or, you know, talks to you like you're dirt or, um, you know, whatever it may be, then obviously, you know, they're not like walking and talking what they're actually, you know, saying like their things aren't lining up basically. It remind what we're talking about now reminds me of a book that I have called Not a Fan by Kyle Eidelman. Mm-hmm. If you haven't read that book, for those that are listening, definitely recommend you to pick this up. But there was some there were some uh, key takeaways that you can um, get out of this book, and one of the biggest things that I remember the, the idea of the book Not a Fan is um, and th- there's a perfect scenario that he sets up. You, ha- you have people who are fans at football games and then you have players who play the game. Mm-hmm. People on the sidelines who, who will who will cheer it on and, 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 and do all this, but they'll never get in to play the game, mm-hmm. right? Like, are you a fan of Jesus or are you a follower of Jesus? And here's one key takeaway that, that you can get out of the book is fans want all the benefits of Jesus without any of the sacrifices, Fans want everything that they can get, but they'll never walk the walk. They'll never talk the talk. They'll never um, sacrifice 10%. Like, they'll never do any of that. And the reason why I bring all this up is because these are some key things that you need to be looking for if you're looking into a relationship with somebody. As as a person who's, who believes in the Lord, who walks in faith, you don't want to be unequally yoked. Yeah. You do not. Another key takeaway you could get is Jesus doesn't just want us to know about him. He wants us to know him. Mm-hmm. And that's the exact same thing that I was saying is there are many people that say they they believe in Jesus, but they don't know Jesus. And the last thing I just wanted to say is uh, following one of another key takeaway is following Jesus is a pursuit that requires everything that you have. And it's the best investment that you could ever make. 
And if you are looking at someone to be in a romantic relationship with, and it doesn't look like they are pursuing Jesus sacrificially, if it looks like, if it looks like they're pursuing Jesus artificially, there's an issue. Mm. They have to be pursuing him sacrificially. There, there has to be something um, that they're willing to lay down. And a lot of the times it's the flesh, right? You mm-hmm. have to be willing to surrender your flesh, especially if you're a woman looking for a man to lead you and your family. You need a man who's strong enough to say no to his flesh and say yes to the will of the Father. Oh, that's good. And something I kind of want to touch on too, what you just said is talking about being un- unequally yoked. And I feel like that is something that you hear all the time in church when it comes to relationships. Don't mm-hmm. be unequally yoked. Don't be unequally yoked. And I heard that so many times before I actually ever understood what it meant. And right. when I under, like whenever I like hit, when you look at the historic context of what it's saying there, it's like, Oh, okay. That makes sense now. Cause you hear it and you're just like, okay, we don't need to be unequal. Like we need to be on the same page kind of thing, but it's a little bit more than that. So okay, we got to like the same songs. He's got to like the same food. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> but no. So like in the Bible un- being unequally yoked. So a yoke was what helped the oxen stay together. And so it was, you know, something that went around both their necks so that when they were walking, you know, that they stayed together. But if they were unequally yoked, like if, you know, one oxen wasn't, um, you know, walking the same as the other one, they were unequal, which meant that one oxen was dragging the other one back. Wow. And so if you were, (laughs) no, seriously. So if the oxen wasn't be, wasn't walking at the same pace that the other one was, Mm -hmm. they were unequally yoked, which meant that it meant that it was dragging the other one back. One was dragging the other, one was holding the other. Being in a, in a relationship that is equally yoked means mm-hmm. that you are continuously pulling each other together. You're mm-hmm. continue well, not together, but like forward, like you're, you're moving together. You're, mm-hmm. you are working together as one team. Mm-hmm. You are equally yoked. But if you are in a relationship that is unequally yoked, it is going to strain you. It is going mm-hmm. to hurt you because mm-hmm. you are going to be pulling on something that is holding you back. And not only this, you're not only pulling on 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 the other person that's holding you back, but you also have to pull the weight. Like that's just, what like, I'm saying. Right? Like you're you're the the equal the equal part right there is that you both are pulling the same weight so that the, the load is lighter. Yeah. The one the the moment that the other person begins to slip up, you're not only carrying a heavier load but you also have to carry their weight as well. Yeah. Right. Mm. And so I don't know. I just think that that's really good. Thank you. Thank you for touching up on that too, because I'm sure I just kind of said it nonchalantly, but I'm sure there was somebody out there that also needed to understand the deeper understanding of that. Yeah. And I do kind of want to preface, like, obviously we're talking about relationships and stuff. And like Chris and I said, we've been together for, you know, a hot minute now in no way, shape, form or fashion. Are we perfect no way no no way it took a lot of work (laughs) we're still working and yeah i mean y'all don't understand love absolutely love love is in default Mm. love is a choice that you make every day to continue Mm -hmm. to pursue each other choose to love each other we we choose choose to work every day to love each other and that's not this is not something that is exhausting this is something that that is in is I mean, yeah, at times we, we can, we get frustrated with each other. At times we, 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 yeah, may, sometimes you're a butt. <laughs> hey, you know <laughs> what I mean? 
Uh, I, I, sure, I certainly got one. <laughs> um, <laughs> you do? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyways, anyways. But, no, I mean, what I'm trying to say is like, love is definitely something that you that you constantly pursue. Yeah. And when it's with somebody, you know, when me and Aaron fell in love, it was really, really easy. Mm-hmm. Every day was easy. And we were in the honeymoon phase for like the first five years, it felt like. <laughs> and then finally, there was one point I realized, hey, that kind of gets on my nerves. <laughs> and she realized, hey, hey that's annoying. It gets on my nerves <laughs> a little bit too. <laughs> and, um, but we choose to look past that. You know, we choose to work with that. We choose to to communicate with each other on what needs to be communicated with. We choose to 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 say, hey, you know, this is bothering me. Yeah. That, and we're already there, so I want to talk about it. If you are in a relationship, one of the biggest things that you need to realize that's going to keep your relationship healthy is communication. Yeah. And you know, actually, I learned a lot about communication from my aunt. Mm. And that was what, like... Which and, one? Uh, my Aunt Kay. Okay. Because growing up, my parents didn't have the healthiest relationship Right. By any means, <laughs> but and we love them. We're not bashing them. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, I love both my parents. I'm just, I'm very glad they are not together anymore, and they are both much happier. <laughs> that not sounds together. bad, but <laughs> it sounds really bad, but it's great <laughs> with with context. Yeah, with context, there's it's just they were much better off without, you know. Yeah. Anyways, but no. Um, you know, obviously, I, I saw so many examples of how not to communicate daily and so whenever I would go and like stay the night at my aunt's and stuff and you know I would have like feelings come up and not exactly like as a kid like you know you're still learning how to have you know emotional maturity and everything and so you have to learn how to communicate and so she taught me a lot about like you know one of the biggest things is is being vulnerable with somebody else that you love and that you trust And like knowing that like if there's an issue between me and you that I can come up to you and say, hey, you did this, you did X, Y and Z. It made me feel like A, B and C. And I would really like to resolve this, Mm -hmm. but I need some understanding from you. So it's 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 literally almost like breaking it down, saying, hey, this is what happened. It made me feel like this. How are we going to fix this? Yeah. And you know, what's crazy is I'm actually really happy that. Uh, well, let me say it like this. God really sets things into motion well before we ever see them mm-hmm. come into play. And the reason why I say that is because, uh, th- and not this, I'm not saying that all this happened just so they mean you could have a healthy relationship. No. Yeah. But whenever you, the way that you grew up, you were able to learn from some of the mistakes that your parents made. Mm -hmm. And then you were also able to learn from your aunt in ways that communication would work. Mm -hmm. And in doing so, it, it really helped our marriage and it really helped our relationship before we got married. Because I, I have been, I have always been a person that when I get overwhelmed with emotions, I, I I shut down. Mm -hmm. I'm not somebody of conflict i'm not really of somebody of of confrontation i think that's the word um unless i'm like uh, i don't know unless i'm like stupid passionate about it for some reason then Mm -hmm. yes i will confront i will conflict or whatever the word is i'm looking for where i need to but like 
there was many times where it, it, me and Aaron in our marriage would come to a disagreement and an argument would be made or my feelings would get hurt over something small that was just simple miscommunication. And if I didn't feel like she was understanding me, I, I would just stop talking. I just, and that's, that sounds, it sounds bad and it is bad. It was something I had to learn how to get over. And it was something that because you had foreknowledge of really helped me grow so that me and you could grow together. No. Um, because I remember we would have sit down conversations where you're like, we can't just, you, you can't just sit here and calm yourself down. And then 10 minutes later, pretend like none Nothing of that ever, ever happened. happened. Yeah. You're like, there's still an issue here just because you've now calmed down about it and, and quote unquote forgot about it. Doesn't mean that the issue is gone. Mm-hmm. And that was something I had to come to grips with because for me it was like, okay, if I can calm down about it, then I can just let it go. I can just let it go. Mm-hmm. But the issue there is letting it go isn't really letting it go because the next time you trigger me a little bit, I'm going to bring that exact thing back up and put it in your face. Mm. <laughs> P to the E to the T T Y. And that was something like if we didn't talk about it and we didn't resolve that issue, it became a bigger problem. Yeah. And see, for me, like, it's so funny how we're such complete opposites on that. Because like, to me, I don't consider myself like a confrontational person or like an argumentative kind of way or anything like that. Like I'm not definitely not somebody that seeks to argue. But if there's an issue, we gonna solve it. (laughs) Like that. In my mind, I'm like, okay, there's a problem. (laughs) Scooby-Doo. In my mind, I'm like, there's a problem. We're gonna fix it. So let's get to work we're gonna talk and uh like the my and my thing was too is like you know obviously if you get worked up in a conversation like by all means make sure you take a second yeah take a break breathe to pause you know collect yourself you know whatever like just you know stop before something comes out of your mouth that shouldn't (laughs) but um i also think that it's it's not healthy just to sweep things under the rug because like you said like you know it would come back up later you know you'd have those same emotions all over again and it's easier to go ahead as much you know it's just putting in the work to make sure that you go ahead and get those emotions out make that resolution now rather than building it up building up bitterness resentment whatever may you know come and then still having feelings pop up later because then it's like the issue's never solved you're just adding on to it a healthy relationship consists of healthy communication 100 percent. if you want something that is that's going to build you up that is going to um, create a good future for your future kids Mm -hmm. you and your significant other whether you are engaged or married now need to learn how to communicate with with both of our kids now that we have, um, if when when me and Aaron have um, any kind of sort of disagreement, we have made it a point to make sure the kids see the resolution as well. Mm-hmm. Because if they if they only ever see us argue, and we never ever come to the resolution, there's an issue there, right? We're not yeah. setting an example for our kids as well. Um, and this just bringing it back to our our topic of relationships, like. The, your romantic relationship that you have with somebody is 
more than just you two, right? Mm-hmm. You are setting a stone for your family if you're gonna if you're gonna have kids, but you could also set the pace and um, for for those that are around you that that may look up to you in a spiritual sense or mm-hmm. in a literally look up to you because they're just younger than you. Um, because as a Christian, we have to remember that all eyes are on us. Yeah. And the way that we perceive, uh, or the way that we have ourselves been put out there, uh, is very important. You want to make sure that you have a godly relationship. Mm -hmm. I think another, another key thing in relationships and you know what, I'm gonna call this, this little part that we're doing right here. This is the, these are green flags. This is things you want. And we talked about how the culture has red flags earlier. These are green flags. We got communication. But I think I think another thing that is a green flag that you want to have is growth. You know, like what we talked, me and you were saying earlier, like we were not perfect by any means, you know, individually and together. There were a lot of things that we had to go through and grow through um, to be able to get to where we are. There were a lot of stakes that we made. And stakes. We made a lot of stakes. No, I said mistakes. Yummy, <laughs> <laughs> yummy. Gosh. Um, but no, there were a lot of mistakes that we made. There were, you know, things we did that we shouldn't have done. There were things we said that we shouldn't have said. Like, you know, but it was a constant thing of growth. And I think that a healthy relationship has to have that growth in order to survive. Like, you know, the the oxen pulling each other like you want to be constantly moving in a forward direction and there are sometimes like growth doesn't mean that you know you never reach obstacles or anything like that like they're going to be there have been many times in our relationship where it's been really good and there's been some times where we've been you know we've been fighting <laughs> to make it not fighting each other but like you know like wanting to make sure that that we are on the same page kind of thing like 100%. making sure that you know we are working for our relationship that's a better way to put it um but you know growth in the sense of you know when we make when we make mistakes we learn from it you know whenever somebody is you know bringing up an issue that we are making sure that we're leaning in with understanding you know it's just being on being on that the constant you know, kind of, um, steps just to move forward with one another, like me and you and both individually and together as a couple, we are 100% not the people that we were whenever we first got together and praise God for that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it, that's a good thing to say. Yes. That is a very because good thing to say. We were teenagers when we got together. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. And you um, know, teenagers, but Um, but no, and it's just, and it's all because of God and because of growth and it's, you have to be able to have that growth in a healthy relationship. You know, when you're, when, when just like talking about the topic of growth reminds me of something that's very important when it comes to relationships and, uh, it's your, not, not just your individual growth, not just your growth together, but your continuous growth in a relationship with the Lord. Like yeah. you have to prioritize your relationship with God. You can't forget to prioritize your relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And this applies to whether you're married or single. Yeah. If you're single and you're looking for somebody right now, you want to be in a relationship with somebody right now, prioritize your relationship with God. If you're in a marriage together right now 
and you're trying to help your spouse's relationship with God more than your more than your own relationship with God, you got to remember, hey, there's a relationship that you and the Lord need to need to be connected with. Yeah. So speaking on um, man, that's one of my like favorite things to talk about with um, especially on, on the part of singleness, because when I was single um, before me and you had, you know, really gotten together. I mean, we were best friends for a while, but besties. Yeah. <laughs> well, BFFs. <laughs> but, um, but no, I remember, and I've told you this before, but there was a quote that had stuck out to me so much that it was like, man, like I really do want to be like that. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I encourage like all like single people, guy or girl to be able to, you know, um, to take into consideration when you're looking for that person is, and the quote said, it said, and it was geared towards women, but what it said was your heart should be so lost in God that a man has to seek God in order to find you. And I heard that and I was like, dang, like that is so good because of the fact of like, you know, a man that is pursuing God first will be able to like, number one, not drag me back, but number one, lead the relationship where it needs to go. And I think that that is so important because you need a relationship that has like where your foundations are both on God and not each other. Because if your foundations are only on each other, you are going to like, we, you know, we're human. We let each other down all the we time. Fall. Like we fall, we, we fall short, we fail, but, but never does. exactly. But God never does. And so we have to have that foundational relationship with God. And then putting that into the perspective of moving into marriage, it's the, the same thing is like, you know, we have our relationship with God together. We pray for one another, you know, um, we worship the Lord together. We seek him together, all these things. But if we aren't doing that individually as well, if we are only seeking God through each other, then we're not really seeking God. Mm-hmm. We're, we're putting each other as, you know, our idols. And we, that's something you got to be careful of because you should, you don't, you don't seek God through another person. You seek God through God. And I just wanted to touch on that because I've seen it happen before where people are in relationships and it looks like the relationship is strong. It looks like both of them are chasing Jesus And the moment that they break up, one of them is not following the Lord anymore. And what I've come to realize in almost every single situation is that one person was chasing the Lord through the other. Mm -hmm. They weren't actually following God. They they were actually just pursuing their significant other and in doing so following in suit some of the actions that they... They didn't know God for themselves. Right. Like they, they... there was no true personal relationship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And um, and a lot of the times you you see people fall away from the faith for doing that. Yeah. Something I remember being told is you can't, something you have to be very careful with and something you shouldn't be doing. Um, and th- there may be people who disagree with me on this or whatever the case is, but don't date to save somebody. Mm. You, that's not... Say that one more time. One more time. Don't date to save somebody. You don't so good. Just because you think this girl or boy is cute, you you can't just be like, I think I can change them. I think my <laughs> faith is strong enough to change them. All you're gonna do is th- if if and when you guys break up, 
you're going to lead that person farther away from Christ than well, you ever would have b- beforehand. Like, if you really want to see somebody actually be saved, don't chase after them with your own intentions. Mm-hmm. Chase after them with the Lord's intentions. So good. So good. Because it's it's easy to want one thing with the flesh, you know, say, oh, you know, that looks pretty good, though. Like, mm. maybe I can... Maybe I can Snatch share a, a little Jesus with them, you know, <laughs> but that's hoping and scoping. Yeah. Hoping and I mean? scoping. Come on now. No, but for real, like, you know, you don't date to save somebody because that's not your job. Mm. You can't save anybody. Mm. That's, that's up to the Lord. You can, you know, be a brother or sister in Christ to them, which may be hard. And it, it, you know, if it's too hard for you on the scope of you know with dating and everything and you really see yourself putting your flesh into it too much then maybe you need to pass that off to somebody else but ultimately pray for them pray for them pray for them pray for them show jesus's love to them so that you can plant a seed but you don't need to date them in order for them to receive jesus speaking about like just because we're on the topic now of, of people trying to get in relationships and we're going to go back and forth. If you're in a relationship, stay tuned. Don't worry. We're not trying to talk about, we're not trying to talk to only the single people here. Yeah. But something that, that I just want to keep talking about because we've, we've brought up, you know, not dating to save. And, um, and, but we've all, but something that's like my biggest issue right now that I see a lot, a lot, a lot of the times is people dating just to date. Mm-hmm. That is one of the biggest issues in culture today that I see because some people, they just want to be in a relationship just because they, they don't, they don't want to be alone. They, they want to fulfill a certain desire. A lot of the times dating just to date leads absolutely nowhere because you're not dating from the right perspective you're not you're not you're not chasing somebody from the right perspective in reality what you're doing is you're 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 coming at them in most cases in a lustful way and or an empty desire to feel something that only god can fill yeah there's so many people out here who are just dating to date because they feel empty inside and instead of pursuing their relationship with Christ they're trying to fill it up with somebody else there's so many people out here who are dating just to date because that emptiness they feel they're going to try to fill it with lust and they're trying to fill it with something else and they say I can't be alone I can't do this I can't do that and they see somebody wearing a cross necklace let's go back to everything we were saying earlier they have they have a Bible on the floorboard in their truck. That's good enough for me. We're going to get together. And all you do is create heartbreak for yourself, heartbreak for somebody else, and distance yourself even further from the Lord. Well, even too, uh, like, like you, I really like how you said it, dating to date leads nowhere. Because, I mean, it that's exactly what it is. You're just going around in circles. But dating to date it's the cultural norm is just like, Oh, you know, I just want to have fun. I don't want to worry about anything nothing serious, nothing serious. But the thing is, is like, if you're, why waste the time? Exactly. Why waste the time? Like if marriage is the end goal, why would you just waste your heart away like that? And marriage, like, marriage should always, always be the end goal. Yeah. You, we, we're not supposed to go around in this life and, and, and sleep with every other person and, and create this random emotional tie with somebody. And I, I remember my youth pastor told me once, um, actually he was preaching, he told a bunch of the guys once, he said, 
Um, he said that that girl, that girl that you're messing around with, um, she's not yours. That's somebody else's future wife that you're messing with. Mm. And and he put that into perspective for me one time, and it really made me really think about that. And I'm like, wow, like I got to be really careful with what I'm doing because. As a teenage boy, like most other teenage boys, all you're doing is running around because your hormones are going crazy and you're just trying to, you know, fulfill this lustful desire that's inside of you. And you still have those same teenage boys running around in, in full grown men bodies. You yeah. know what I mean? And the same thing is with, and we're not just talking like about mentality. men here. We're not just talking about men here. We're talking about women. Women are do, women do the same thing. And it's in, it's in today's culture that we, we sleep around with each other. We date just a date. We do casual dates. Like what even is a casual date? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, like, and I'm not, I'm not saying let's take it old school, but like, if you really want to be in a relationship with somebody, I mean, think about it. Think about going, going steady with that person. You know what I mean? Like going steady. Going steady. <laughs> like think about, think about you know what the future holds. Whenever you're with this person, is this somebody that you truly want to invest your time in with? Mm. Because if not, you're wasting your time in the end game. And I, yeah, and I like what what you're saying about that because sometimes it's not even just about you know going around and, and sleeping with people. It's how you're emotionally spending yourself as well. Like, you know, you can put a lot of emotions into, into people, you know, just going around, you know, meeting up with people, doing whatever and, you know, giving, you know, or opening your heart up and not guarding your heart in that way. And it's like, to me, it's just like, that is so tiring. Like, and I get it. I get it. You do have to, you know, when you're, when you're looking for, you know, the right guy or, you know, for a guy looking for the right girl. Um, obviously you have to, you know, date a, a few to find, you know, the one, right. but well, that's with the, that's with the end goal of marriage in mind. Like you're looking for that one. Like, obviously you have to, you know, look for the person. Um, but as far as, you know, just dating just to date, it's just, it's a cycle that, that, leads to nowhere like it's not anything that's fulfilling like you were saying i think something that we like as christians as people who are supposed to live counterculture i think something that we need to recognize is like and this is what me and you did whenever we when we when before we ever got together we weren't going on random dates we weren't um you know seeing trying this out then talking to somebody else trying this out and then we're talking to somebody else whatever the case is like we got to know each other first on a friendly basis. Yeah. Like if you, it, like before you ever pursue somebody romantically, make sure you understand them just as a, as a friend, as a person. Mm -hmm. Like obviously in most situations you find yourself liking somebody after you've already known them for a little bit, but extend that relationship a little bit further. Just because you think that person's cute and they make you laugh a couple times, doesn't mean that you're ready to get into a relationship with them. Yeah. You don't test the waters by getting into a relationship. Pursue that friendship first. Well, Pursue the communication there first. Get to know that person as the person, right? Like me and you got to know each other as each other's best friends. Mm -hmm. We became friends. And this that sounds scary to a bunch of people. They're like, oh, I don't want to get friend zoned. 
No, you were a hundred percent in the friend zone there for a minute. Well, hey, look at you me. You made now. it out the trenches. Look at me now. <laughs> but what I'm what I'm trying to say is like you get an opportunity to get to know somebody a lot better without creating a possibility of hurt and distress and wasted time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's what I mean. I love the fact that me and you were best friends before we were ever in a relationship. Because like you were saying, like we really got to know each other on a completely different level. And I just like, I want to say it like for real, like we were best friends to the point where like I liked a whole other dude and was talking to Chris about how like, oh my gosh, I like this guy so much. Like, you know, yada, yada, like legit was having like conversations to him and he's just smiling, like not in my head, <laughs> nodding miserable. his head. <laughs> No, I wasn't miserable, but like my, my whole, my whole idea was like, yeah, I really like this girl, but I'm going to do what I can to make her happy. And if she wants to be with, if being with this guy makes her happy, that's what she's going to do. You know, if that, if I'm not the person that's going to make her, I'm not the person that's going to make her happy. In the end, I'm one. I got the kids. (laughs) I got the marriage. (laughs) But anyways, I made it out alive. alive. (laughs) But to, to bring it back, like that's just one of the biggest things that, that today that we need to be careful with as Christians is dating just to date. Don't, yeah. don't date with no end goal in mind. Constantly be thinking about the future. Yeah. And so in reference to thinking about the future, I've had, you know, over the course of me and you know, you know, being married for what, five years now, um, I've had people ask me one specific question and I, I want to ask it to you because I think it's, It's something that everybody asks, Um, but how do you know someone is, quote unquote, the one? (laughs) How do you know someone is the one? The one. The one. I feel like that's So how did you know that I was the one? So this, in in this kind of situation, it's it's unique, I feel like. And I'm not going to, I, my answer is not. In, in for me at least personally I don't think my answer is going to be a blanket statement for everybody yeah I don't think that you can look at me and look at the way that I figured it out and say okay I'm going to go look for that in my relationship because mm-hmm. I just don't think that's how that works that's good but for me and you like <laughs> we had many moments where we connected very deeply as just friends mm-hmm. and I and in those moments I was like I really want to be with this girl. I really want to be with this girl. I <laughs> really want to be with this girl. And then finally when we first started dating, um we went to church camp like not too long after, 2 weeks. And um it was an incredible service and um I I just remember after that service I I I felt an even deeper connection to you and it wasn't like I was thinking about you during the whole sermon and wanting to pursue you through that and, and ignoring my relationship with God. It's just like, God said I would date you. God said, <laughs> yeah, no, it's just that I, I felt convicted about certain things mm-hmm. uh, because we were, we were young. When we first started dating. We were hormonal teenagers. And so there definitely was mistakes of lust in there. There, there definitely was sin that, that was in between our relationship, at, you know, and, and I remember, I, obviously, topics like that get brought up at church camp. Why wouldn't they? Yeah. And I remember thinking, like, like this girl has captured my heart completely. And I know that I shouldn't be pursuing her in this sinful manner. But 
I also know that I want to marry her. Like I'm, I am fully ready to step into a, a life with her and nobody else. Like I'm tired of searching because I found the one that, that makes me feel complete. And that was the, that's kind of a part of the whole story, not just this church camp experience, but realizing, realizing even out of that fact that there's nobody else that made me feel the way that you the way that you did. There's nobody else that made me feel or made me as comfortable as you did that, that, that understood me as well as you did. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that, that cared for me as deeply as you did other than my mother. But you know what I mean? <laughs> and, uh, and, and something I just wanted to say is you had, you had never, you, you held the word love very sacred. And so you never had said that in any of your other relationships. Mm-hmm. And I remember I told you that I loved you and, and, it was almost it was almost that awkward but like I'm not ready to say that yet kind of thing but mm-hmm. I remember I I had preface to you I said look I love you I know I do and it's okay if you're not ready to say that now but I want you to know that I do love you and it took you a second and you thought about it and you looked at me and you said I love you too and I want to I I I love that 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 is one of my like favorite things one of our favorite or my favorite like moments in our relationship because like you said like i i didn't i didn't say i love you in any of my other relationships because i knew that love like at least to me love was a big deal like i wasn't just gonna go throwing that word around like candy you know and um but it was it was because i like i had had a boyfriend or two in the past tell me that they loved me and it was just like like I wasn't at that point and so I was like you know I can't thanks <laughs> like I can't say it back but um but it was the fact of what you said when you said you know I love you I know how I feel it's okay if you're not ready to say it yet but I just need to tell you how I feel and it was that like you opened up that moment of just having like an open space where it wasn't like a pressure to say anything. It was to say it back. It was just, Hey, this is how I feel, you know? And I need you to know. And I need you to know. Yeah. And it was in that moment. Like it was like, I, I definitely felt that, but it was like, I took a second because no other guy had ever like said like, Hey, it's okay if you don't feel that way just yet but this is how I feel because Mm -hmm. it was like, to me, I was like, Oh, like, you know, he like, that's, he's just laying his feelings out (laughs) on the line. I was like, Ooh, but no. Um, and so, yeah, saying, saying I love you was a huge deal for me. And I think, you know, answering that question myself, um, and just, you know, I'm in agreement with you. It's not a blanket statement for everyone. It really is. They always say, oh, when you know, you know, but it really is like a moment that you come to in your own relationship where it's just like, yeah, uniquely where it's like that statement holds true when you know, you know. Yeah. And um, but yeah, like, you know, it's just something that you come to organically in your relationships that it's, you know, you just that like there's a defining moment almost. Mm hmm. Um, and I think for me, what that moment was, was there was, and it's funny because we were not even dating yet when it happened, which is hilarious to me. I knew that we were on the path to dating, but what it was for me was, so there was one night we were hanging out with some friends and, um, it was after youth group. 
yeah, we had been hanging out with some friends after a youth group that night. And I think you didn't have like a ride home or something or something like that. But I was taking you home and I was hungry. So I was like, hey, I'm going to stop at Jack in the Box. Do you want like to grab food to eat or whatever? And you were like, eh, I'm not really hungry, but can I, can I just butt in really quick? Yeah. So I'm pretty sure I was supposed to go with Kyle, Kyler and Kyler. If you're listening to this, I'm sorry for saying your name on the podcast, but Hey, <laughs> um, I doubt anybody knows exactly who I'm talking about, but I was pretty sure I was supposed to go with, with a buddy of mine. And I think he had left before I had an opportunity to ride with him or something happened. I can't remember. Or maybe he just didn't show up that night. And so, the ride that I planned on going with wasn't there and, and you had a car mm-hmm. and I was already embarrassed to like, oh, this girl I like, she's taking me home, whatever. And then she pulls, like, she pulls care. into, she goes, <laughs> she goes, Hey, I'm hungry because Jack in the box was on the way to my house. She goes, and she was like, uh, I'm going to pull in here. Do you want something? And here I am. Don't have a job. Don't have a car. I'm like, she's not going to pay for me. I'm not going to let her pay for me. And she paid for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was. I kind of didn't give you a choice. I was like, I know that he probably wants food. I'm gonna feed him. I'm gonna <laughs> give him some food. Okay, queen. <laughs> no, but for real. Um, but no, yeah. So we got food and we parked in a parking spot and we literally. I don't even know how long we sat there, but it was just like, like that moment in our friendship. We literally just sat and like told each other like our entire life stories and we're just like talking about literally everything under the sun and I remember that night when we were sitting there you know talking about all this I was looking at you like listening to you talk and all of like I just I I had this feeling and the this thought had came up into my head and I'm not kidding you like word for word like it is something that like I've I just like had known in that moment, but it was the fact of, I knew in that moment, I said to myself, if I don't marry this guy, I know that he's going to be in my life for a very long time Mm. because we weren't even dating at that point. But I was like, if I don't marry him, he's going to be in my life for a super long time somehow. But it was just, and it was because of the fact of like, you were one of the first people, especially from a guy's perspective that ever really I had felt like understood me for me. Like, you know, I don't know. Like I, I felt like, and she's hard to understand folks. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm, just I'm a mess. I love you. Hot mess express. I ain't Hot even going to lie, express. but no, like for real, like it was like, <laughs> it, you were like the first person that I felt like I could really open up to in that kind of way. Like not just, uh, well, and like I said, from a guy's perspective, mm-hmm. like being able to be like vulnerable with, with my emotions to you and have them not judged or, you know, made fun of or like Take, all this stuff. It was literally just like, like you understood me. Mm-hmm. And I, I was, tr- I was going to chime in and say, just take notes, people and not like bragging on myself or anything like that. But what I'm trying to say <laughs> take is take notes. I'm saying take yeah. I'm saying take notes because like if you don't feel this type of way with somebody, may, maybe kind of reevaluate the way your relationship. Like if you feel like you have to be reserved in the relationship you are, if you feel like you can't be who you are, um, you know who the person that God made you to be in that relationship. Maybe there's a lack of communication there. Maybe there's something missing in that relationship. 
whatever it may be, I, you know, pinpoint it, pray about it, seek God after it, find, find counseling for it, um, whatever the case may be. But something I, something I wanted to say too, that was, that I thought was very important is like, well, first of all, I remember that night so vividly. Same. We were in the Jack in the Box parking lot. I know the exact sparking spot we parked in. Like the sparking spot, the sparking, the sparkling spot. Um, <laughs> I, it's funny because I've said this before and I've told other people, and it sounds cliche, but I, I listen. I swear, the beginning years, the beginning years of our relationship, and before we get, we were dating, felt like a movie. You guys, like, yeah. it, it was almost like God was like, "Let me just make this perfect for you guys." Like, <laughs> let it, me give you a little cinematic essence. <laughs> the, the aesthetic. No, like literally we were sitting in the parking lot, um, talking about our lives together. Um, we started connecting on very old, um, old music from like the fifties and the sixties. Cause we both just, and the forties too. We, we both I love, love big old band music. music. Yeah. And so that was playing softly and then it just gently began to rain. And I, like, I want to, you know what I mean? It looks uh, like a lo-fi I mean? video. <laughs> so anyways, it, it was, it was, a it was, um, it was a very important night because we both that night, I I knew that night too, that, that you were going to be somebody very special in my life, that there was no way that from this point on that we were just going to be, you know, some little fling or anything like that. Like, or even just friends or like, even just friends. Like to me, I, I felt like that night I really wanted to, that night for sure was the night where I was like, I, I have to pursue her. Like there's mm-hmm. gotta be more than just a friendship. Here. You thought our first kiss was going to be that night. Didn't you? Or something oh, like that? Well, no. Cause we hadn't, no, no, no. I'm wrong because we hadn't even told each other. We liked each other yet. No. Yeah. We didn't say anything, but I totally thought I was going to kiss you that night. I was like, dude, there's no way she's totally into me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, I just dropped uh, you off. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Peace. <laughs> I was like, okay. I stood there in the dark underneath the lamp of the street light, uh, underneath the light of the street light. You're uh, like, ah, oh, she's so great. I'm crying my eyes out. <laughs> Where's my kiss, boo? <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, I mean, I remember that night vividly. I, I, I really, really do. I want to talk about a few more things before we wrap it up. We're almost at an hour already, and usually our podcasts are about an hour. And, um, you know, I don't want to overload people or people will be like, this is too long. No, but, I will say, though, I do feel like we should do two parts yeah part two to this like touching more on marriage but go ahead and say what you're gonna say okay perfect yeah um yeah i love that idea yeah part two coming we're gonna talk about marriage set in stone i love it um but just kind of coming back to just the idea of like relationships um something that for those of you that are in a relationship right now and this kind of reminds me of when we were in youth group. Funny enough, um, I mean, I can I bring these I bring these back to me and Aaron as a just because the, that's where our experience comes from. Obviously, that was the beginning. But um, I remember one time we were in youth and something happened. I can't remember. It was a nothing crazy happened, but like there was a an altar call and I, and uh, I came up to the front and I needed prayer, and um, I remember specifically wanting to pray and um, finding a leader to pray with. And at the time, um, I believe you were one of the prayer partners up there. And I I was like, well, you were the only one open. I was like, let's just go together. Um, we were comfortable with each other already. We, we, we were Hold on, pause. To preface, I was an intern. So we were like same age group and everything. I, I wasn't over you, but 
anyways. Right. But so I just went over to just to pray with you. And, um, that was, that was a really big moment for me because before we had prayed very just nonchalantly. And this was relatively, um, at the beginning of our relationship, I feel like Mm -hmm. maybe a year in, but, um, we had a very, very deep prayer that day. And from that on, we, we've been able to experience a deeper connection with, with not only each other, but with our relationship with the Lord, because we've prioritized prayer with each other and not just praying for each other and with each other, but also praying for others. Like we, we can come together and have a strong relationship through our prayer. If you're not communicating, if you're not, uh, if you're not communicating healthily, your, your relationship's not going to be healthy. Mm -hmm. If you're not communicating with the Lord consistently, your relationship with the Lord's not going to be that consistent. And if you and your significant other aren't both, not only on your own time, but also in your free and in, in, in your time together, communicating to the Lord, there's, there, there might be some, some suffering there, right? Like now that me and you are married, we're, we're a unit as one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we set that example with our kids. Whenever we put them to sleep, we, we pray with them together. Me and you both sit down and and have Judah say his prayers, and we pray over Ella. Which I love so much. Yeah, it's so cute to hear him say Jesus. Jesus. He says, in Jesus' name, amen. amen. But that's just, that. that's really the last thing I wanted to touch on just before we wrap up the pod. Like, prayer is significant, and prayer mm-hmm. is important, and we've, we've said it before, but, like, it's very important when it comes to relationships. That's our third green flag, That's prayer. third green flag. So what, can you recap what were the other ones? The first one uh, was communication. Second one was growth. And the third one is prayer. And what were the red flags we said earlier? About everything else going on in this world. Dating, <laughs> dating just a date, like all the other cultural aspects. Yeah. And th- those are just like, so if you, if you want to come, if you want to really listen to this episode, write down the green flags, write down the red flags. We might've said some extra stuff that we didn't even point out as a flag and that you may want to point out, but, um, definitely, definitely tune in for part two of this because I definitely, I want to get into a deeper conversation about marriage Me too. and about the importance of that and, and, you know, things like waiting for marriage and all that kind of stuff. But, um, is there anything else you wanted to say before we wrap it up? Um, just that to touch on prayer just a little bit more is that, you know, you were saying about, you know, it's a, it's a communication and a prayer is, um, it's an, a way in a relationship, how you uplift each other. It's a way to strengthen one another. And like when we open that line of communication between us and God, it's, it, it almost forms like, I think of it as like a little triangle. Like I have, you know, you know, there's, one person on one side, one person on the other. But when we're both going towards God, then we're moving in the same direction. Like, you know, I love that. We both, we both end up getting stronger together. We both end up getting closer together. Mm -hmm. And so prayer in a relationship is so vitally important, whether you're praying for, you know, you've prayed over me because I've had like a headache or a stomach ache before. And literally I'm I'm honored to do that. (laughs) Thank you. But, (laughs) um, 
but no. And then also it can be, you know, prayer over your actual relationship and, and prayer is a weapon. So we have, you know, when we have things coming against us, when the enemy is, is coming at us and coming at our relationship, yeah. when we, so good. one way that you fight off as a couple mm-hmm. is saying, okay, we're not going to, we're not going to come at each other. It's going to, it's not me versus you. It's me me and you versus the enemy Mm -hmm. and coming together in prayer, using that as a weapon, calling on the resources of heaven, you know, calling on the only one who can and does fight on our behalf Mm -hmm. to intercede for us. And because there's, and like, just to touch on that, like there's so many, and if I'm going to just be candid here, so many dumb arguments that we have that I wholeheartedly believe is just a distraction or uh, like a, a um, like a little bomb planted by the enemy trying to to separate us because trip us up. There's literally been times where um, we've been so good in our in in our personal walks and our spiritual walks and our connection with the Lord is on fire and we just got back from doing this and we're about to go and do that and then we argue over something so minute something so small. And it's like the enemy really is trying to trip us up and stop us from what we're doing. Yeah. And like me and Aaron have to band together in prayer with the power of heaven on our side mm-hmm. and to cast out the enemy that is trying to come between us. And I love you so much. I can't believe we could do this fight so together. I can't believe we could do this live together. But like you're my legal bestie for the rest of you. Hey, you stuck with me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you want to continue, I just thought that was so important. I, I kind of want to. No, yeah, I, and that's that's pretty much what I was saying is that you know prayer is gonna make you stronger, a stronger unit, and um, it's it's really a weapon of how you can combat the enemy's attacks in your relationship. But um, but yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to diving in more um, to part two and just getting into this more i'm i'm really excited that we're back that we're doing this again and i just i really can't wait for more also before we close this out in prayer um it this is coming out on not our regular day usually we we would release on sundays but um you guys have been waiting long enough that's why this is released on a wednesday so special edition (laughs) special edition (laughs) hey welcome back um but let's let's go and pray this out. Um, if you're driving, keep driving. But if you're sitting still, why don't you bow your head, close your eyes, let's pray together. God, thank you, Lord, for an opportunity to talk about um, living counterculturally when it comes to relationships. Jesus, I pray that anything that wasn't of you, Lord, is tossed from memory. But God, anything that is of sound wisdom, God, that has um, biblical truth behind it, Lord, I pray that they can hold on to it tightly. Jesus, I just pray, Lord, that you just be with the people and God, that you give them wisdom and discernment in their relationships and in their singleness. Lord, thank you. We love you and we praise you. And it's in your mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. We'll catch you on the next episode. We are again, so excited about this and we just pray God blesses you through it. We'll see ya.